Well, this is Pastor Patrick Hines, and I wanted to jump on the bandwagon as uh, several people have sent me emails um, about the Alistair Begg uh, thing that's going on um, with going to a transgender wedding. And I, I, I saw that a number of, of folks have um, responded to this already, but I wanted to, to offer a brief uh, response to what Alistair Begg said, uh, because uh, the primary reason I wanted to offer a response is because Alistair Begg is um, is very popular. Um, I've I've listened to Truth for Life off and on, you know, through the years. In fact, many years ago when I lived in Akron in the late 1990s, my wife and I um, used to go to Parkside Church. Um, once we became Reformed, uh, we were looking for a Reformed church, and I um, was introduced to him through a friend. And I went up there and would go to the bookstore and. Um, I really, really benefited a lot from his ministry of the word. I mean, he he would go into the text of scripture and walk through it, and it was it was really wonderful um, to benefit from his verse by verse, phrase by phrase exposition of of the word of God. I really appreciated that, uh, which is one reason this is so surprising uh, because he really, to my knowledge, I've never really heard anything any controversies or anything associated with him and you know he's getting older and i know he's been a uh, a bible teacher pastor for a very long time and uh, plus I, i've always loved his uh, his accent his scottish accent but this question and answer that was posed to him well, the things that he says in his response are so disappointing that it when someone sent me a little a little link to this and i i watched it um, my heart just sang. I, I just, I just, I just wanted to like melt into the floor. I just thought, why would you answer a question that's so easy like this? Why? But uh, anyway, I, I pulled up the original clip. That's one thing it was actually kind of hard to find this because so many others have responded to it. But I wanted to offer a brief response. Here's the the question. Hopefully, I got the volume turned all the way up here, so hopefully you can hear this. Uh, but here's. The question and Alistair Begg's answer about attending a, a transgender wedding. Field questions all the time that go along the lines of, uh, my grandson is about to be married to a transgender person, and I don't know what to do about this, and I'm calling to ask you to tell me what to do, which is a huge responsibility. And in a conversation like that just a few days ago, um, and uh, people may not like this answer, but I asked the, I asked the grandmother, does your grandson understand your uh, belief in Jesus? Yes. Does your grandson understand that your belief in Jesus makes it such that you can't countenance uh, in any affirming way the choices that he has made in life? Yes. I said, well, then, okay, as long as he knows that, then I suggest that you do go to the ceremony, and I suggest that you buy them a gift. Oh, she said, what? She was caught off guard. I said, well, here's the thing. You're not going to, your, your love for them may catch them off guard, but your absence will simply reinforce the fact that they said these people are what I always thought, judgmental, critical, unprepared to countenance anything. And it is a fancy, it is a fine line, isn't it? It really yeah. is. And people need to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. But I think we're going to take that risk. We're going to have to take that risk a lot more if we want to build bridges into the hearts and lives of those who don't understand Jesus and, and don't understand that he is a king. 
John. Okay. So there's the, the question and, and his uh, answer. <clears throat> um, that, that is a, a surprising, very upsetting, very unbiblical, very unloving, very unchristian bit of advice that he gave that woman. And he mentioned in his answer that she was taken aback by this. And she was taken aback by it, rightly so. Rightly so. And what amazed me the most, the thing that, that was the most striking about um, Alistair Begg's answer is he says, well, they'll be surprised by your love. You know, they wouldn't be surprised by your absence because that would just reinforce what they already thought about you, that you're judgmental, critical, and everything else. Okay, stop just for a moment. <laughs> there is nothing loving. There is nothing loving about going to what is, in point of fact, an abomination in the sight of God. A transgender wedding, I'm not even sure I understand how that would even work, but that's not a wedding. That is a sin against the Almighty. And if they understand that your commitment as a believer would make it so that you could not endorse that in any way and you are endorsing it if you go you can say all you want that well they understand i don't approve of this or whatever but i just want to uh, as an act of love go and show my support that is that is really no different than saying to someone who's pro-abortion and is going to go have an abortion they know where you stand they know that you believe life begins in the, you know at conception in the womb but, you know, they understand that you, you are against them murdering their unborn child. But to show them love, you're going to pay for the abortion, drive them to the clinic, and hold their hand while it's going on. Now, wouldn't you think that that's really absurd? It, does it really mean anything to say, but they know I'm against this, and they know where I stand, but I just wanted to be loving towards them? Here's the scenario that, and the responses that I have watched, and I've seen some decent responses to um, this. Here's the thing I, I've not heard brought up. I, I'm hoping other other Christian podcasters and preachers and stuff are, are saying this. Here's here's one real big concern I have with this. If either of those individuals that do this transgender wedding, if either of the people involved in that ever come to know Christ, if they ever come to know the Lord Jesus and are saved, they will have very good reasons for going to this grandma that goes to that wedding and rebuking her for being so hateful towards them as to come. And they would also have really good grounds to go to Alistair Begg. And to say, if they were brand new Christians and were being discipled in the faith and reading their Bibles, and say to him, how dare you encourage someone to attend what was a vile, abominable sin on our part that was adding to our condemnation in hell? How could you think? That them coming, that this ended, my grandmother coming to this abomination was a loving thing. Well, that's how we build bridges. We 
we should labor to be as friendly and as kind and as gentle and as tolerant as we possibly can, but we must not ever approve of sin. And that means there are going to be a lot of people that don't like us. That means there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of people who will not only dislike us, but who will positively loathe and hate us and will say all kinds of evil of us falsely for the sake of righteousness. It seems that the Lord Jesus himself warned us about this kind of thing. Jesus warned us that we would be hated for the cause of righteousness, but he said, you're blessed when you are. You're blessed when you are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. He says in Matthew 5:11, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. So when individuals that are completely given over to gross forms of sexual deviance and perversion like this, when they think of Christians, they think, oh, they're, they're so judgmental and so critical and so mean for calling this sin. And they will revile and slander and persecute and say all kinds of evil against us falsely by, by piling on that abuse on us. Jesus says, well, blessed are you. Blessed are you when people do that. But without belaboring the point, the fact that Alistair Begg said, your love will come as a surprise to them. What I always thought, judgmental, critical, they reinforce them off guard. You're not going to, your love for them may catch them off guard. Your love for them may catch them off guard. Listen to me, please. That's not love the way that the Holy Spirit defines it for the people of God in Scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter, I believe it's verse 6, love does not rejoice in iniquity. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. And if you go to a transgender wedding, you are, in some sense, rejoicing with them and supporting them. I don't care what you said. Your actions are speaking for you. Your, your love will catch them off guard. L listen to that again. That is so, so wrong and evil for him to put it that way. Listen. What? what? She was caught off guard. I said, well, here's the thing. You're, you're not going to, your, your love for them may catch them off guard, but your absence will simply reinforce the fact that they said these people are what I always thought, judgmental. That is the opposite of the truth. And that's the thing, that, that's what, what haunted me immediately when I heard this. What if at some point the Holy Spirit gets a hold of that transgender couple and they come to know Christ and repent? They will have very good reasons to come to Alistair Begg and say, how dare you tell our grandmother? How dare you break down her God-given conviction that it was wrong for her to do this and cause her to come and show support to us? That wasn't loving at all. That was the worst kind of hatred. Our culture thinks it's loving. Our culture thinks it's loving. But it's not at all. In no way, shape, or form. Let people come up with whatever stereotypes they want. People have been slandering Christians forever. You're overly judgmental. You're this, you're that. We have to stand for what's true and righteous no matter how people react to it.
Paul told Timothy, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. When people are mean and say, you guys are so judgmental and critical and this and that, um, don't let that bother you. Don't let that bother you. You're in good company. Our Christian forefathers have had to deal with that. We have to deal with it. Our children will have to deal with it. But there is absolutely nothing loving about attending a homosexual wedding or attending any wedding that's a sin. If a, if a true believer wants to marry a non-Christian, knowingly marries a non-Christian, you can't go to that wedding either. You can't show support to that either. The people talk about so unloving. No, no, no. That is loving. And if that person repents and comes to their senses later, just as this transgender couple, if they repent and come to their, come to their senses later, they're going to go to the people that told them the truth. They're going to be thankful for the people that refused to support with their presence that sin that would have added to their condemnation in hell. We live in strange times where it's even it's getting harder and harder to have heroes. <laughs> it's harder to really trust and believe in people, even in your heroes. But hopefully this has been helpful. I want to do a brief video addressing this, but they would be surprised by your love. No, it's not love to go there. It's hate to go there. The loving thing is to show no support for that at all, because true love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Thanks for watching or listening.